0: So welcome on in. It is Overtime with Jonathan Pino. I'm glad you guys can be with me here on this Tuesday. Daryl Ryder, the dangerous one, going to join us at 920. Busy 9 o'clock hour, busy entire show. You guys know how this goes. Here's where I'm at currently, okay? I had the same moment you guys all had. And for anybody that watches these games with a, a spouse that maybe isn't the most interested football fan in the world, you definitely had this moment. Where they look at you and they say, something's not right. I can tell. You're, you're not watching this game the way that you typically watch these games. And I can tell you seem really, really upset right now. And then you have to explain to your wife. Yeah, when well, Nick Chubb went down. And uh, I don't know what's happening with the season currently. And let's just be frank about it. It's not great. Now, I'm not going to treat this the same way that my, uh, my mom used to treat me when uh, I ended up like, you know breaking up with a girl or getting out of a relationship she sit me down, she goes, go, Jonathan, young me, older me, I got as much time to, to wallow in it as I wanted. But she'd say, you get 24 hours. She'd say, you get ice cream, you get pizza, you get whatever you want. You get 24 hours to go ahead and think about this, get your way through it, and then get, get going. Y- you'll have more than that. I promise you, you'll have more than that. But the next five hours, I don't necessarily want to wallow in Brown's pity. I don't want to wallow over the fact that for a lot of people, the season is just not what you thought it was going to end up being. Let's just shoot it straight. You had you went through Ken and Anthony, Baskin and Phelps, Nick and Dustin. You went through an entire slate of shows, and that's what they were supposed to do. They did the job that they were supposed to do. I thought they did a very good job at doing just that, breaking down the game, breaking down the ins and outs. I'm here for the carnage. Let's pick it up, and let's find out where we're at. And I want a true, honest gut check of all this, okay? That's what I want. I'm going to start with mine, but the question I'm leading off with here at 216474 to below 92 What's your level of confidence with the Browns now? Get me to a spot. You've had 24 hours now to think about this game, buddy. Jack's over here, one of the board for me today. Walks in, says, "I'm still sad." I know you're still sad, buddy. I know you are. I'm still sad too. Went to my uh, my mother-in-law's house today to drop off my daughter. She goes, "Wow, I mean, you know, you're you're really you're gonna have a you're gonna have a night, aren't you?" I'm like, yeah, I'm going to have a night. I know I'm going to have a night. She goes, that's nice, though. You you, you know, you kind of feels like therapy for a lot of different fans. You get to help out the fans that feel bad about it. That's not what I'm in tonight, okay? I'll, I'll help you out all throughout the week. We can help you out for the next couple weeks. Right now, get on your hard hats, though. Let's figure this thing out. You had 24 hours to wallow in it. Let's figure this whole thing out. Let's figure out where the Browns can actually go and what your level of confidence is. Now, I was the guy last week, and really for the previous couple weeks, that I said the Browns are contenders. I named them contenders. That's what I did. I have to go ahead and sit here now and tell you guys, after watching that game, this team is not a contending team. They're not. That's how we do with information in life. That's what we do with information in life. You get new information, you bring it into the equation, looking and seeing what we saw. This is honestly, this was the whole base of my conversation from two weeks ago. Remember that Twitter poll I did where 86% of fans said they wanted the week one win? You guys were, you guys were doing the Al Davis, just win, baby. And I was here in the corner in my 14% saying, oh, I, I want Deshaun to look good. And I was getting laughed at. And I was getting mocked at. Oh, it's This idiot. You want, you want to win in the NFL. You got to win at all costs. All right. That's fine. And maybe I did underrate how valuable a week one win is. But how long did that week one win last you? Because there's no, there's no remnants of that week one win right now. Zero. And if you had a good Deshaun Watson, we wouldn't be talking about how, like some of you guys I heard talking today, where for the next four years, you're wondering what kind of quarterback we have. I'm not going to spend five hours patting myself on the back doing this, uh, this Bikram yoga-esque reach. Might hurt myself patting myself here. That's not the style that I play with, okay? But I do think it's interesting. You get laughed out of the room, and then two weeks later, it's like, oh, maybe maybe Jonathan was right about that one. Maybe Jonathan was, you know, hit the nail on the head that having Deshaun Watson look great was of the utmost importance, because now you're entering week three against a Titans team. I don't know what Tennessee is. I watched that whole entire game on Sunday. Yeah, I had some financial reasons to watch that game. Never bet on the Chargers, by the way. Don't do that in life. A lot of things you can do in life, a lot of things I'd encourage you do in life, that's on the don't-do list. Don't bet on Brandon Staley ever. That's not a lay down and. Yeah, that's not a guaranteed victory, okay? There's no guaranteed victories in the NFL. That's not a guaranteed victory. We were thinking about week three being like this warm up for week four. We got ahead of ourselves a little bit. And now we're back to wondering what we have in the quarterback position. Now we're back to wondering what this team is. So just shoot me straight and be honest. 216474 to below 92. That's all I ask out of you guys. I just want your honest, your raw emotions, and your thoughts. Sometimes ours align, sometimes ours don't. The reality is, is that I know every one of you listening felt exactly the same way I did last night, and it felt like a kick to the chandelier. It felt awful. You sat there, you watched the game, and there were points in that game, I promise, where you thought to yourself, <sighs> can, we just, can we just take the ball and go home right now? We've we got to finish this whole thing out. We got to finish this game out because right now it feels like all we're doing is having injury after injury. Nick Chubb is gone. Then you had Denzel Ward. You had Greg Newsome. You had all, there was a a stretch of five minutes there where it felt like every player on the defense ended up going to the locker room and coming back. It was just an absolute disaster. A grease fire. There's no polite way to put it. It felt like over and over. You ever see that, uh, you ever see the gif of the, the guy and he's wearing like the karate belt suit and he's just being kicked in the nards over and over and over again? That's what last night was for me. And it's what it was for you as well. I know it. You guys know. We all know it. We understand it. But here's where I got to tell you where I'm at. And I want to hear where you're at 216474 to below 92. Because we got to move this thing forward. We got to get ready for the Titans. We got to figure out what this team can be. I have to take myself off the idea. That this team is a contender as of right now. Because you need good quarterback and a, poor, a good quarterback play in order to do so. If I could speak for a second. But more importantly, when you lose Jack Conklin and you lose Nick Chubb, you get to reassess. You get a mulligan based off of your preseason and your previous two weeks' expectations. And I know some people were saying, well, if you were banking on your running back to be a good team, then you're not a good team anyway. That's such hogwash to me. That's ridiculous to me. You get to have expectations based off of the fact that the offensive line is supposed to be a top three offensive line unit, and the running game is supposed to be one of the best running games in the entire NFL because Nicholas Jamal Chubb is one of the best running backs I've ever seen. You get to make your proclamations based off of that understanding. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. So if you want to tell me that you have to reassess you want to tell me that you want to go ahead and reshape your thoughts and your opinions and your logic. I'm here for all of it. Here's where I think we are. I think we have an offense right now that needs to get vastly better. Stefanski and Watson need to get on the same page, and I don't think anybody would disagree with that assessment. And then defensively, I think we have one of the best defenses in the NFL. But I can't be the guy that tells you all off season. That having a good defense is nice, but I'd prefer a better offense than a defense, and then tell you we're going to win this being the 85 Bears. I can't be that guy. I won't be that guy. Same guy that tells you the Steelers have been trashed for the previous half decade. That previous half decade where they're the number one scoring defense, they lead the NFL in sacks, but their offense vomits all over their shoes. Those guys. I'm like, you want to be Mahomes or you want to be the 85 Bears? I'll take being Mahomes. In today's NFL, you got to have the offense rolling. Now, I don't think that means, though, that we just got to lay down and die. Just because I'm saying they're not a contender at this moment doesn't mean I think that we need to wave the white flag. One of the weird moments and parts of last night was watching a bunch of fans two weeks into the season on their social medias and everywhere else just say, you know what, I've had enough. Like, this is the 20... We had more hope longer in the 2016 season and 2017 season when we went a combined 1-31. Oh, never forget that. 2017, I think Ken said they were a five-win team, and people were like, oh, my God, he called us a five-win team as if he just said we were going to win 15 in the Super Bowl. It was incredible. But you guys didn't give up after two weeks in that season. You started mowing your lawns and going golfing after the sixth week of the season, but you at least made it through the first two weeks. This year where we legitimately, on paper, have an awesome team and a defense that, through two weeks, has absolutely shut down Joe Burrow and then baby hands Kenny Pickett. I mean, they had one big play last night. One big play. And let's talk about the run game for Pittsburgh for a second, too. Oh, my goodness. would they have, like, one total rushing yard at the half? Incredibly inept. Najee Harris, I've been sussing you out for about a year and a half now. Really showed yourself in that game, but let's hear it. Two one six four seven four to below ninety two. I'm mad, you're mad, but let's pick up the pieces and let's figure out where we're at here. What's your level of confidence with the Browns right now? Now, normally I don't do this in the first segment. Normally I'd finish out my monologue and then I'd get to you guys in the second, and then we'd go the rest of the way. But that guy on Twitter, Twitter reactions brought to you by our friends at Chubb and Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. I'm going to go to him in a second, mainly because he told me on Twitter. At JP, I don't want to say you find me. That he wrote out his take. Ah, uh, like you ever watch Patton Oswalt? And big fan. You Ever seen that movie? He's like a sports radio caller. He calls in the uh, what is supposed to be like their version of WIP in this fictional movie. And he like he like calls from his mom's uh, house and has his takes written out and then just screams them with authority. And I love the idea that somebody did that. Okay, I just I, there's, there's a radio geek of me and a radio side of me that just loves that somebody did that. So that guy, you're going to get the ball rolling and then I want to hear from you guys wall to wall, okay? That guy in Cleveland first up batting lead off. What do we got?
1: Hi, uh JP, thanks for taking my call. Um anyways, uh so first before I get started, I just want to say that I agree completely with what you're saying right now. Uh 100%. Um and then and then you also said you're you're here for the carnage. Well, I'm about to give you a handful of carnage. All right, all right. <laughs> Let's do it, man. Uh, I wrote it out I wrote it down like you said to help speed this up. So uh, before I get started, shout-out to, to my dog, Chubb. Uh, you know, prayers for him, and I hope he he can be here next year for the Browns. Wow. For a second, uh, though, I
0: really thought you meant you named your dog Chubb. I was like, does he <laughs> does he also get injured last night? I was trying to make sure <laughs> everyone is safe.
1: No, it's a dog pound. He's he's, I, he's
0: I, the dog. That guy, uh, I got you. I got you. I'm a little slow tonight. I got you, though. I got you.
1: All right. So here comes the carnage. So I'm sure you've heard this hundreds of times. It's hard being a Browns fan. Sometimes I hate it for reasons like last night. I am beyond disappointed by our offense and play calling. And I'm not putting any blame on our defense. I don't know if it's Watson. I don't know if it's our offensive coaching. I don't know what it is, but something just is not clicking with our offense. They got to do something, something, anything to improve our play calling. There were so many missed opportunities. And not only that, but we've shot ourselves in the foot with penalties. On top of that, we just lost our queen piece on the chessboard and lost the game. Doing Chubb no justice. We practically got bitch slapped twice. Whoa, 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 game. whoa,
0: whoa! All right, all right. Oh, all right. Back, sorry about uh, we that. We can't. We can't do that one, man. We can't. We can't. All right. We are off to a hot start. We are off to a hot start tonight. 2-1-6-4-7-4-0-0-92. What's your level of confidence with the Browns now? Some people last night wanted to already wave the white flag. This team is too good to just say let's be done with it. I've removed them from being contenders. I need to be honest with you guys. I've taken them off that list in my mind until proven otherwise with Deshaun Watson. That doesn't mean I'm waving the white flag on the season. It doesn't mean that this team can't do good things. 216-474-0092. We'll continue with your phone calls and more. It's Overtime with Jonathan Peterlin here with you on The Fan. That guy in Cleveland, by the way, he did, uh, he, did he tweeted at me his written-out speech that he was going to give over the radio. he went rogue. We had to dump him. He went rogue. It's all right. He tweeted me the rest of it though. I have it all in. It's all in good hands. Maybe later on we can read a little bit of it. But uh, and by you can see the part where he just completely went off script. That's why they always, if you're going to do it, you got it. You got to stick to the script, I guess. Uh, Paul was the name, Patton Oswalt's character in Big Fan, but it wasn't. It's not like a cool sports radio caller name. Like that guy is kind of a fun one. Even though when you call him that guy, it makes it seem like you're just being rude, and not knowing his name. But he goes by that guy. There's a there's another character in that movie. I think it was called like Philadelphia Phil or something like that. And I, that's that's what I love. I love that idea. And also another fun fact for you guys that used to have been around for a while. At least you guys remember him in CBS Sports Radio. Pharrell on the bench, the one that was like, so i like Pharrell on the bench." That guy. If that voice didn't get it for you, nothing will. Uh, he was the he was like the main sports talk radio host. In that movie, he was the guy that Patton Oswalt's character called when he was like down and out and upset. And I want to know what the auditioning process for that for that would be like. Wouldn't you love to be a, an actual sports talk radio host and like, audition for that? And they're like, "Ooh, doesn't sound believable enough. Can't see you as being that guy." There's somebody in this town, and I'm not going to name names because that would be mean to them. There's somebody in this town that I know that does vocal TV. And they went for a spot as the sports local TV guy in a LeBron movie. You know the LeBron movie that he made a couple years ago? And they didn't cast him. And I thought to myself, it's a little bit of a gut check. A little bit of a, like, that, that sucks. That sucks in that moment. You're like, who could play that better than me? I legitimately played local TV sports anchor during LeBron's time here. How do I not cut the bill for that? Anyway. Sorry. 216474 to below 92 on Twitter. There you can find me. I'm at JP01. Why well, do you guys chime in with where your confidence is? Only Klee says five out of 10, if we're being honest. Five out of 10. T-Daz says, Hey, Jonathan, that's a pretty bad Pittsburgh team. We gashed them on the ground for 200 yards. They have no running game. Losing that game is gut wrenching. More than anyone, I blame Stefanski. He wasn't content with letting the D win the game. Yeah, that's the sad part. Is that Pittsburgh offense in the fourth quarter had negative seven yards, and we still end up losing that game. Kenny Pickett was vomiting all over his shoes. We had stopped him. He had one big play to Pickens, and that was it. We had stopped that offense dead in its tracks, and we still end up on the wrong side of that because the offense made too many turnovers. But 216474 to below 92. I need you to be honest with me. What's your level of confidence with this Browns team now? I'm not ready to throw them out like days-old Chinese food. I'm not there. Not after week two. What's funny is some people told me I went a little overboard after week one. Jonathan, I'm you call this team this and that and this and that. Okay, fine. If I can't go crazy after a week one win against Joe Burrow and the Bengals, then you certainly can't throw them out after a week two loss to Pittsburgh where in the fourth quarter, entering the fourth quarter, you have a lead. And had a real opportunity to go up to below ninety two. Let's continue with your phone calls. Mike and Shaker Heights up next on the fan. Well, Mike, yo, Mike, Mike going once, twice. Terry on a cell phone. Hello, Terry.
2: What's up, man? What's hey. up, Terry? Game yesterday, and the Steelers fans were actually booing them in the in the second quarter and in, in the third quarter. You know, and then yeah. everything turned around. But this is the thing. Deshaun Watson's has definitely gotta play better. But the team around him has to play better as well. It's not just it's not just him and, and let's face it. He he messed up a lot. He did, he missed he missed of receivers. He was a little slow sometimes throwing the ball when guys were open and, and I'll I'll give him that. But he was he was under constant duress uh yesterday. Constant. And then also it's the ball. Harrison Bryant cannot drop that pass in the beginning of the game. And he dropped another one that he's short on. Yep. He, you, you can't do that. So I, my, one of my friends in the stands was telling me, oh, the shot threw a bad pass, and that's how he got picked off. Now, the pass wasn't great, and I agree with that. But then he's got a ball. That's why he's out there. And and, uh, and and also, in the preseason, they need to work on that passing game. Because i tell you, Game looked so disorganized. It, it did. It didn't look like the receivers were running good routes. I mean, Cooper was the only one. After a while, he only went to Cooper, and Cooper was the only one that was running running good routes. With the groin he injury, cool. he was awesome, right? But but uh, DPJ disappointing. Uh, uh, the, the Joku and Acres and, and, and Harrison Bryant disappointing. And and uh, and then and then they they, they they talk about number eight. He was supposed to be the you know more. He was supposed to be this. And he he didn't play horrible. Yeah. But, but I expected more out of him. I'm just saying. You know, and did also support.
0: Terry, I got to let you go, man. Your your phone is just—it's breaking up on you. I appreciate what you're saying. A lot of good points in there, but the phone—it was uh, that was rough. That was a, it was rough. Terry, I, I liked what you were saying. I wanted to hear more of it, but it happens. I don't want to kill Harrison Bryant, but you guys know if they would have caught him at halftime, I would have I would have gotten his back for him and been like, okay, good. I I I didn't. Mm, I'm going to try to not get angry. We've had 24 hours to not get angry. There's a couple people I want to be really mad at in that game. There's a couple people I really want to go hard in the paint at. Harrison Bryant, I didn't think, should have made the roster even to begin with. At taking three tight ends in that instance didn't make any sense to me. I thought it should have been Njoku, and it should have been Akins, and then I thought Harrison Bryant should have been left on the tarmac, so to speak. I just We've seen enough, or really we haven't seen enough, from Harrison Bryant to understand that we don't need him on the field. And we certainly don't need him being involved in the opening series and the opening play. That, that opening play should have been about building up confidence for Deshaun Watson, not throwing it to a man with butter hands. I, I No, no thank you. No thank you. But not going to lose my cool. We're having a Jedrick Wills discussion later on, by the way. There is something I think a lot of you guys are missing in the Jed Wills discussion, but let's continue on. What's your confidence level with the Browns? Be honest now. 2164740092. I have taken them off from being a contender. I removed contender status because you're not a contender when you play those type of games. But those are the type of games that they gifted to you on a silver platter. When you don't finish those games off, Sorry, I can't make you a contender then. I just, I just cannot do it. And until we see Deshaun Watson be the Deshaun Watson or at least a a relatively close version of a a quarter, a competent quarterback back there, I can't possibly put him in that spot. I can't do it. I've constructed a mountain's worth of takes on the idea that you need a top offense to win in the NFL. And I'll take a top offense over a top defense any day of the week. Defense is really good. They're really talented. But last year, the Ravens were the third-scoring defense. They had no chance against Joe Burrow in the playoffs. The Jets were fourth. And with Wilson spending more time hunting milfs than touchdowns, they had no chance. Had an Uber each driver as your quarterback. It doesn't work out. You need a guy. Can't believe he's gotten as many opportunities as he has. But the the top ten defenses are littered with playoff teams. you got to have a quarterback to go with it. We've been saying it for months. For months. That's why week one with Deshaun, I wanted him to look great more than I needed air to breathe. I I, I wanted that because I knew the importance of him being good out of the gate and him being good right away. And now with the Nick Chubb injury, there's no break glass in case of emergency for Kevin Stefanski. He's got no, oh, hey, Deshaun doesn't have it today. Let's just run the ball 20 times with Nick Chubb and make it all work at six yards a pop. He doesn't have that. That safety net, it's gone. Someone took scissors to the safety net and they cut it. Straight down the line and it's broke, it's busted. Deshaun Watson has to try to win these games. He's got to do it, putting the whole entire team and offense on his back. And you saw what happened last night when he tried to. So as of right now, they're not a contender to me. As of right now, I've removed them from contender status. Two one six four seven four to below ninety two. But it doesn't mean I'm giving up on the season. It doesn't mean I'm waving the white flag on what this team can be. I still think there's an opportunity for this team to be good. We just got to get this Deshaun thing rolling because the defense is playing out of their absolute mind. Jeff and Eastlake up next. Hello, Jeff. How are you tonight?
3: Oh, great.
0: <clears throat> yeah, you he, he said like
3: uh, the defense is looking great, but you know what? The offense has been looking shabby. Uh, last year, I, I, I thought I predicted three and three when Deshaun – no, I'm sorry, four and two. Uh this year, I don't know if I called you, or if it was Spencer filling in, or maybe I talked to both of you. I predicted eight wins and uh, nine losses, because we haven't really established ourselves yet. Defense is looking great. Doggone, but you know, but maybe by the end of the year, and I hope I don't see it, Stefanski will get fired. We'll get our defensive coordinator. Hey, he'll be our head coach. And the thing is, Pittsburgh got to be the worst team in the NFL. They almost have to be, and we <laughs> lost to them. So think about it. I'll listen to your comments off air. Thank you right. so much.
0: Thank you, Jeff. I appreciate you, man. Maybe in the interim he would be, but you're not. If you, if Stefanski ends up getting fired, and I, by the way, I've advocated in the offseason when we had a lot of time to do these type of things, I said I thought Stefanski would not end up getting a full season if it goes south. But more likely than not, if you made me bet on it based off of the week one win with the Bengals, I would bet Stefanski gets the full year to try to figure it out. And then if you have to fire him after that, it will not be Schwartz's team. You'll get a new offensive guy. Deshaun Watson would pick his – he'd hand pick him, and he'd say, that guy right there, like, look at what happened with Denver and Russell Wilson. That's the blueprint, Okay. That's what you got to look at. Say, okay, uh, Sean Payton. Okay, Sean Payton. You come on in. Let's give it a new look and let's see if we can turn this thing around. It's that's the blueprint. Same exact thing. And, and what you're seeing right now in Denver, they're at least winning games to start off, and then they're blowing it. But that defense, at least in last week's game, that was not Russell Wilson's fault. Russ actually, I'm not saying he cooked, but he had a pretty decent game. It was the defense that let him down. 2-1-6-4-7-4-0-92. Where's your confidence with this Browns team now? After seeing what happened about twenty four hours ago, Jack in Cleveland checking in. Hello, Jack.
4: Hey guys, love the show. Uh yeah, I, I I told uh I told your screener, Devout Pittsburgher. So uh two things or a couple things. Number one, shout out to Team Yoast. Number two, sending a busload of love for uh for Chubb. Uh nobody wants to see a guy like that, a hero like that, get hurt uh, in that way. So uh sending sending a ton of genuine love out to Chubb. Um, I do agree the ga- the game was a dumpster fire. I think you said uh, grease fire. Um, I think, in all honesty, I think we were lucky to win it, of course. Uh, but you know, one thing that I'm going to be watching uh, as a Pittsburgh fan, but also uh, watching a lot of Cleveland ball, just being here uh, every day, is how can these two teams really scratch and claw and dig out of this the, the mess? I think they have a lot more in common than they did than they, did, than they don't. So uh, it's going to be fun to watch. But thank you uh, for giving me a. A little bit of a platform.
0: for All right. Thank you, Jack. I appreciate you. I don't know.
4: I see some differences
0: between the two teams. If that was Pittsburgh, I'd have no confidence in Kenny Pickett moving forward. There still at least has got to be some Browns fans out there that are living with the idea that two weeks doesn't make your season when it comes to what your quarterback is or isn't. Ask the Chiefs fans whether or not they think Patrick Mahomes is the 20th best quarterback in the NFL like he's currently displayed. I promise you they'll say that's not the real Patrick Mahomes, and I bet that's what that's what a lot of people, myself included, that's the bet we have to live with, which sucks, but that's the bet we have to live with, is the idea that anyone can start off for a rough two weeks of the season and then get this thing turned around. But we have an incredible defense. Defense has vastly outperformed, even though we all had high expectations. They vastly outperformed anyone's expectations for where they could be. Now we need the offense to start matching that vibe. 216474 to below 92. What's your level of confidence with the Browns right now? You've had 24 hours to digest it all. Where do you sit? Are you thinking doom and gloom? Or are you doing what I'm doing right now? Whereas they say in Neil Brennan's two mic special, right? I, I, in order to look at the glass half full, sometimes you got to squint, but I choose to squint. I'm choosing to squint here and seeing the glass half full approach. If we can get Deshaun to where he needs to be, or at least somewhere close to where he needs to be, this Browns team can still do things. But until they show me that, I've taken him off my contenders list. Two one six four seven four to below ninety two. It's overtime with Jonathan Pittle on your phone call as we continue on next right here on the fan. That's Miles Garrett right there, and he's being nice about it. I hope his back isn't hurting today from carrying that offense for an entire game. It wasn't just one side of the ball. He's not dumb. He knows what happened. Yeah, all right. You let the George Pickens play ruin you. That's fine. It was one play. That's the worst that happened to the Browns defense yesterday. They were about as great as you could have possibly imagined for the second week in a row. Now we need the offense to get up to speed. The hard part now, as we all know, is with the Nick Chubb injury, it feels like there's no safety net for Kevin Stefanski. It feels like if Deshaun Watson he's going to get good, he needs to do it really, really quick. He needs to, there's no lazy river ride into this season. He needs to hit the ground running in being able to go ahead and showcase what he's got. No more excuses. We just don't have the time for it. The idea that Deshaun could ease his way into the season, is it's shot. We're not that far off, all things considered. But I want to know where your level of confidence with this Browns team is now. I don't think we're that far off. We are Deshaun Watson finding his game into being back into the situation that we all want it to be. Truthfully, I know it sucks. I know it stings. I know there's so many people to yell at. Again, I took him off my contenders list for a reason. There was a multitude of mistakes last night. Everything from Donovan Peoples-Jones not understanding how to judge kicks in the slightest way to put inside the five-yard line because you just want to catch the ball. Uh, Down to Stefanski and some of his play-calling decisions, some of his coaching decisions in general. Down to Deshaun's actual play. The face-mask penalties that came out of absolute left field. So many things to be mad about. I'm on a a one-game-at-a-time basis with this team. But it doesn't mean I've waved the white flag. It doesn't mean I've given up on him. Way too many people last night acted like week two of the season was all you needed to see in order to call this team dead, six feet under, buried. And I'm just not there. Glass half full is the approach I'm taking. Deshaun Watson, I'm not saying he's going to get there for sure. I don't know if that's true or not. But Kevin Savansky's job depends on it. The franchise over the next four years depends on him getting right. The bet that everyone in Berea has been making and has for now going on how many months is that Deshaun Watson can play the position. And if they thought that he was so inept at it, they would have made a boatload of decisions preseason to make sure that he'd have all sorts of safety nets and things put in place. I don't know. Maybe he's just a practice field all American at this point. Maybe the game speeds; too, it's just too fast for him. But I just can't buy into that. I can't buy into that. But we don't. I'm not going to be ignorant to the fact that we all watched what happened in the previous couple weeks with our own two eyes, and that was not acceptable. 92 double oh ninety two. All right, Slater up next. Hello, Slater. How were the beers last night? Oh, fantastic!
5: That pumpkin was phenomenal.
0: Good. I'm glad you liked it. Uh, I, you know. I like, I so Slater texted me, and he said, hey, where should I go downtown to go ahead and, and, and watch a game and take it all in? I gave him a place, and anytime you give someone a recommendation, you know, you you worry about it a little bit. But I'm glad, you did a good job, by the way, texting me and not leaving me in the dark to say, like, hey, I like the beer, I like the choices here. So I felt good about it, and I could, I could I, I didn't have to think about it for the rest of, for the, rest of the night, which is nice. Uh, I'm,
5: I'm
0: glad I could clear your conscience. Yeah, no, it was nice. And then, and then the game happened and then all of a sudden I was sad and miserable.
5: Yeah. Uh, definitely wasn't a fantastic game by any means. No. Um, and uh, before I get into my golf references, oh, yeah. uh, I know it, I know it's not against the rules to tackle low like that, but it's only not against the rules. Cause it's not written in there. If I'm blocking. If I'm if I'm double teaming someone on a block, I can't go high and then you go low on a guy. That's called a high low, because we're trying to protect the guy's knees. However, you can tackle like that. And I know it was a split second thing. You know, some people said it was dirty. Some people said it's not dirty. It 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 it's one of those things that you can't define. You just have to just when you see it, you know it. And, and it felt dirty to like me. Like the
0: old Supreme uh, Court case on porn. You you know it. You see it. When you when you see it, you know whether it is or isn't. Uh, I disagree with that, though, Slater. And I'm going to play a clip for you from Jason McCourty coming up. In, uh, when you were done with the phone call, okay, I'll play this clip for you. So hang tight. I want you to hear it, okay, because it is a I, – I think he's right about it. You can go low on a guy like Nick Chubb because for, for some of these guys, it's the only way they're getting them down. And now it's unfortunate that there was a guy high there as well, but that's sometimes them's the breaks.
5: Yeah. And, and I, and that's why I try to, you know, I, I'm trying to be open-minded about that, but I mean, as far as the Browns go um, you know, there's 17 of these things now. uh, And I think everyone looks terrible. Uh, You know, as you know, as a golf coach, I have to tell all my players, Hey, if you have a bad hole, if you have a bad two holes, three holes, you cannot get too high. You cannot get too low. So, um, you know, I mean, the, I I go back to, you know, I think it was the 2012 season, the 4 and 12 Miami Dolphins beat the I think eventual Super Bowl champions. Uh, you know, on the flip side of that, the Bills at one point, I can't remember what year this was, they started 5 and 0 and then they ended up going 5 and 11 that same year. So, you know, anything can really happen. Um it's it just it the optics of it are really bad right now when you have quarterback play that does not Seem up to snuff to what we're hoping for, right? Right, and you know, and then it just it just all fell apart last night. You know, once Nick Chubb got hurt, I mean that, that was a that deflated the entire team. You know, stands the defense,
0: no doubt, no doubt. And thank you, buddy. I appreciate you, man. Good stuff. Uh, as appreciate always you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, it's it's the line in Ted Lasso where he's always like, "Be a goldfish, be a goldfish." Same th- same type of thing. But how do you erase this game out of the Browns' players' mind? It's gonna be really tough. That's not a three-foot putt to stay with the golf stuff there, Slater. That's not that's not easy by any stretch of the measure for a couple different reasons. And we'll talk about the dirty play in a second or whether it was or wasn't dirty. There's a couple other plays in that game. You know, people kept talking about the, the pass interference and in the very final play of the game. There's a couple things that Browns players got to be thinking to themselves. We kind of got a little robbed here, didn't we? A couple things that popped up, but honestly... Entering next week against Tennessee, the defense should have all the confidence in the world. It really circles around, and I hated this during the regular, or during the offseason because it felt like it was very lazy, sports talk radio, when people went to it, but it was the truth and it was reality. It really does center around whether or not Deshaun Watson can get back to being not necessarily what he was in 2020, but he's got to be something close to that. And the offense needs to be able to have confidence that he can get there. You win with the offense in the NFL in these days. 85 Bears, a long time ago. You're not winning with the defense at this point. Here's that clip. Jason McCourty, by the way, good morning football. This is what he had to say on that clip that Slater and I were talking about. Here we go. Yeah, I tend to agree with him. Nick Chubb is so big. If you're that size, you got to go low in that instance. And it, it seems a little counterintuitive when you talk it out, but... It, it's the reality two one six four, seven, four, to below ninety two Jeff and Wakewood up next, Hello, Jeff.
6: What's going on? great job, man,
0: thank you, Jeff. Thank you. Special prayer to Nick Chubb, man. I've been here uh, to
6: sentiment all day long. you know how we feel here in uh Cleveland, mm-hmm. man, but sometimes we gotta get to the elephant in the room, man, you know what I'm saying we really man, we really got to really keen in on with this franchise. What's the history of this franchise in the last twenty or thirty years, man? You think of Kansas City, known for great offenses, San Francisco, uh uh Baltimore, great defense, Pittsburgh even great defense, even though they don't have enough but nine points a game. And you think of the Browns, man, they just we got to be honest, you think of the Browns, you just think about dysfunction, man. No kind of culture or nothing, you know what I'm saying? And in in, in Havlin, you try to pull for Watson, man, but he invested all that money in me and getting no return. And you know what I'm saying? I'm pulling for him though, man. for each game, I keep telling people, each game, just look, just trust your eyes, man, and look. He's just getting worse. It's just getting worse and worse, man. it's it, it just, just like it's just going downhill. You know, in one player I really want to speak out to, man, Thornhill. And I want you to listen to this, man. I'm just, I really want to pick this man's brain, because I don't understand not putting the money in with Thornhill. How can you leave a, a dynasty? A player like Thornhill left a dynasty. I don't know what the situation oh, was. That was. the money. It it was the money, Jeff. I know what you am saying. Money. And come to a – and LeBron, come to an organization like the Cleaner Browns, man. You know what I'm saying? And Jimmy Haslam, man, since he's been owning this team, man, you know it, man. Let's speak real. Let us all speak real, man. Let's speak from our heart, man. Since this man been owning this team – this team has been an absolute dysfunction of a franchise, man. Real is real. All you got to do is look at the statistics since he's been owning his franchise. They have been an utter disaster, man. You know it. I know it. The Cleveland fans know it.
0: All right, Jeff. Thank you, man. I appreciate you, man. That's passionate right there. That's, I, I. Listen, I'm not going to dump on Haslam today. I want to figure out how we get this thing moving forward. And I know the, the really short answer is just make Deshaun Watson be great. Is that something that Kevin Safansky can even accomplish? Is that something that in your heart of hearts you believe is something that Kevin Safansky, if he was a wizard, would be able to do? Or is it a lost cause? We're two weeks into this thing. We're two weeks. Not, we're not talking week 10 and Deshaun Watson's completing 55% of his passes. We're two weeks in. People are acting like it's, it's the end of the world. We're two weeks in. Listen, I know it doesn't seem great right now. I know it doesn't. We all know it doesn't. But look across the NFL and look at some of the completion percentages and some of the numbers attached to some quarterbacks that we've, we believe to be decent quarterbacks or even better than decent. Again, Patrick Mahomes is having one of the worst starts to his career imaginable. You think Chiefs fans are losing their mind? Well, Obviously, Mahomes has a lot of track record attached to the fact that he'll get it right, and that's what scares you guys, is that Watson doesn't have that same track record. But we're two weeks in, not 12. I'm not asking for much. Listen, I'm conceding the fact that this team, offensively, is not what I thought it would be. I can't just throw them out. We're It's two weeks into a 17-week season.